0: Hi class, let's start chapter of elasticities. Okay, in chapter four, we'll be talking about elasticities and inelasticities. And as I said, it, things get a little bit complicated as we go further. So um, you need to strengthen your base in order to build things on it. So in uh, case of uh, here, where we're gonna talk about it is the objective is explain the price elasticities of demand and its determinants. We're gonna calculate simple calculation we're not going to go deep because it's not we're not going to focus on calculation but we're going to show how we can calculate the price elasticity and explain the coefficient of elasticity and then we describe the relationship between the slope of a demand curve and elasticities and how this affects the total revenue of the uh, producer we're also gonna talk about, uh, probably uh, use the real world example, some real world example to some demonstrate and start also connecting it to the earlier sub- chapters uh, of you know, substitute products and uh, complementary products and all these things. So we're gonna use some real example to demonstrate that the concept of elasticity is very powerful and we're going to describe the meaning, the meaning and significance of elasticity of supply on income elasticity and cross elasticity of demand. So what's an elasticity? Elasticity, basically, it's a measure of how much quantity demanded changes as a result of the price changes. You do that in real life. Basically, when you see something $5, say, well, give me two. But then he said, well, I'll give you 3 uh, i I'll sell you $3 and you go, oh, so give me five, you know? So uh, this is what do you call elast- Is It's just like individual reaction. The quantity demanded changes as the prices changes. So the elasticity is the changes of quantity demanded and over the changes of the price. And that can be also expanded further, which is you know the quantity demanded itself, the so changes percentage of changes of quantity demanded is done by the changes of quantity over the average quantity demanded and then the changes of our price over the average of price uh, demanded. So this is how you calculate the uh, price elasticity. Now, as an example, so to give you more, you know, understand what's, what's going on, um, you say, um, you, know, you travel from Vancouver to Edmonton or from Vancouver to Calgary. Now, at the prices, of the ticket of, like, say, six hundred fifty, uh, there is around one thousand people who are willing to travel. As the price goes down, suddenly, saw so eleven 1, hundred people wants to travel. So, if the, that will affect the total revenue that they are generating, also. So, um, it's the same thing effect with, uh, you know, say, travel from Vancouver to Calgary. As the price is six hundred goes down to 650, here you see, there is 250 extra quantity demanded. In other words, it means from 1000, start jumping 1250, but from Vancouver to Edmonton, is jumping from 1000 to 1100. And that's because of the difference in elasticity. Okay? so. To, to calculate the elasticity is basically what you do is you you, defer, you uh, sub, subtract the quantity demanded, which is by decreasing the price, that is $100 different here. And by the quantity, you know, uh, average uh, quantity, which is $100 plus $1,100, which becomes $2,100, divide by two because that's the average you're taking, multiply by 100% becomes is a 9.5. You do the same thing for the price and the same approach as the price from 650 goes to 550, then you have $100 difference. And if you add them together, because you need to calculate the average here, so, the average is $600 and you get the percentage. And as we said in the earlier one here, we expanded that and we saw that, uh, we said that the changes, percentage change in quantity demanded over the changes of quantity price, uh, price, um, price. And then we expanded it here, if you notice here, it's how to calculate the elasticity price. And this is where the expansion is happening, so to, to c- calculate the elasticity of price, you got the end result, 9.5 or 9.5% changes in quantity when the there is 16.7% changes is happening in uh, uh, prices. And the elasticity is 0.57. Now, what does that mean? We will come and explain This is a representative of the positive in elasticity, inelasticity, or you know, uh, uh, unitaries. So, here the elasticity coefficient is a number that measures the responsiveness of quantity demanded to a change in a price. As we said, when you went there and you said, give me five units because it was each unit $5. And suddenly the guy says, it's a $3 now. So we go, okay, give me eight then. So that's that's the demand changed. So if the coefficient, which is, this is the number, 0.57 here in this case, this is what you call a coefficient. If the coefficient is a greater than one, then it's called the demand is elastic. If it's less than one, then the demand is inelastics. And if it's equal with a one, then it's called unitaries. What does that mean? It means if the greater than one, people will have a reaction as you increase or decrease the price according to the coefficient. And if it's a less than one, people will have a less reaction as you increasing the price. And if it's a unitary, it's a similar, you increase one unit here in the price, let's increase exactly the same proportional uh, quantity or decrease the same proportional the quantities. So further to understand what's inelastic demand and elastic demand, excuse me, Uh, inelastic demand is quantity demanded that is not very responsive to the change of the price. So you increase the price, the changes is very less uh, in the demand. So if that product that you wanna buy, and it's a $5 and you said, give me a five. And if he says now it's a $3, And you're still gonna say, give me a five, or you're not gonna say, give me eight. You're gonna say, give me six. So your reaction was less. It means this demand, your demand is inelastic to the changes of the price. Now, when it's happened that it's elastic, means that the quantity demanded, that is quiet, responsive to the changes in the price. And we said that case of scenario which is here suddenly the guy says it's a three dollars and you go instead of taking five you say give me eight something like that when it comes to the unitary unitary is the point where the percentage changes in quantity is exactly equal to the percentage changes in the price so 50% 50% increase the price, 50% change in demand of quantities. So that's what it means. So let's test this very quickly. I have a, a one set of products and another set of product. One set is a product, let's say tomatoes, and another set is beer or whatever. So suddenly at nine dollars, the quantity demanded is only one. And when it's become $8, the quantity demanded, it double up, became two. in the second set, different product, as the the price is $2, okay, the quantity demanded is eight. But when you reduce 50% of the price, we're not gonna see an increase of 50% just one one more quantity is demanded which is nine so and is this because of difference elasticity coefficient for each one of them so i'm not going to go through these numbers you get this note try to apply it understand it how these things going to happen but there would be no calculation probably in the field on uh, this field because this is a specialized this is a course that you, you can take, it's called econometrics. I took it long time ago uh, when they started that course and this calculation of coefficient and calculation of this. Anyway, so you just try to comprehend and understand that the fact there is some product, if they reduce or increase the price, there is more reaction is happening to it than there is other product, which is if you increase or decrease the price for it, you are indifferent. For example, if you're talking about smoke or alcohol, whether they increase the price or reduce the price, the people will cut less. But for hat, fashion, clothes, if they increase the price, you cut down on the number of T-shirts that you're gonna buy from that fashion. So that's the difference of the reaction of quantity demanded according to adjustment of the price. So um, have you noticed this the reason the changes happen is here became a hundred percent increase when you lowered one dollar, a hundred percent increase here from one to ten, because it's 5.67. Here, because the coefficient, the elasticity only 0.18. So if you even reduce $1, you're not gonna increase the demand by much higher than only one unit. So in each set, the changes in the price is $1. You notice it's only $1. And the change in the quantity is in unit, in one unit uh, is one unit. So the question here says, why aren't the coefficients are the same? As we said, we explained that to you. And the reason is, they are not the same because the change in the price is a small in percentage change in set one, but it's big in percentage change two. So that's what's happened: is the changes in the price happen very small versus very large, and the reaction is different. And similarly, one unit in a big is a big percentage change in a set one, but a small percentage change in a set two. Now, overall, if we look at this as a number wise, says we have what you call inelastic and elastic. And we said inelastic, the changes that happens because of the changes in the price is very minimum, but in when, it's, uh, when it when becomes elastic, the changes in the prices will happen, and the changes of quantity m- much higher. And you know, price multiple quantity is the revenue. So here, if the demand is elastic, which is travel from Vancouver to Calgary, it's elastic. Its people are showing more sensitive, more reaction to it. So if the demand is elastic, an increase in price, decrease the revenue. So you increase the price, the amount that people will be cutting down of their trips is around 250 uh, uh, trips from 1,000 to 750, and because you increase the price. But what's happened when you do calculate the revenue, you calculate the quantity multiplied by the price. And if the demand is elastic, then what happened to you is you multiplied eventually bottom line, the revenue that you're generating, and revenue is not a profit. The revenue that you're generating is end up less. On other hand, if the demand is inelastic, an increase in the price will increase the revenue. Here, what we're looking at is you increased it from 650 to 750, the trip here. And what's happened, the decrease is minimum, minimum only 100. So you multiply 700 by 900, it's still the total revenue is higher. If you can bring And extreme examples of, and you think about it, it's easy to drive this understanding. Look at the extreme example, smoke, drugs, alcohol. These are all extreme inelastic. It means no matter if you increase the price or decrease the price, alcoholic person will go and buy his alcohol. Uh, And and a smoke-addicted person will pay for the smoke. It started a long time ago, $1, then $22 a pack, and now I think it's around $15 to $20 a pack. And still people buying cigarettes. They cut down, but the amount they cut down is not as much as the price increased. So that's what you call the inelastic. On the other side, the elastic one is people are very sensitive. You increase the price a little bit, People go somewhere else, something like that. Cycling like the gas stations. This is increased, suddenly you go to the next gas station. So overall, we said that. In any time, the demand, if the demand. Inelastic, an increase in the price will decrease the revenue. An increase in the price will decrease the revenue. But if they are inelastic, an increase in the price will increase the revenues. So, inelastic, it is something less than one, anything less than one. And you notice here we saw an earlier. This is the numbers we calculated it here, 5.67. 0.018. 5.67 is more than one. So if inelastic, if the number more than one, then the demand is inelastic. So when they are inelastic, if the price falls, total revenue is false because people would not increase their consumption, not decrease their income. They're not sensitive to the price. Now, if it is inelastic, it means, see, people are, if it's more than one, people is insensitive to the price. So once you increase the price with the inelastic product, then the total revenue will increase because if you sell a pack $5 or $15, same amount is consumed. Now, if the coefficient, this number is um, less than one, then this is gonna be elastic, means sensitive to changes. So as elastic, if the demand for that product is elastic and it falls, people will buy more. Just like we said, $3, give me five, Uh, $5, give me five, $3, give me 10 or eight. So people, when it's elastic, which is the coefficient number is, is higher than one, as the price falls, the total revenue increases. And the reason, because you're multiplying the price by the quantity purchased and the total becomes higher as if the demand elastic. And so we have four cases here and is the rise in the price will end up falling in total revenue because people reacting and as you increase the price, People show sensitive toward it and reduce this and you could multiply quantity by the prices and it falls. In the case of unitaries, which is, we talked about it equal with one. So if the price falls, total revenue is the same because reducing the price percentage in the quantity is the same, okay? You're reducing one unit of 50, 20% here the quantity increased 20%. You reduce another 10, the quantity increased 10. So the multiplication stays there. So it' unitary, is elastic. If the price falls, it stays the same. And if it raises, it stays the same. Because changes, percentage change in the price affect the same percentage change in quantity demanded. So how we determine of the price elasticities. So the demand for a product is more elastic than the closer and the greater are the number of available substitute. In other words, when you showing sensitivity, toward a product if they increase the price then you are very much ready to take something substitute for it another replacing it. So if you see the price of coke is going high you go for Pepsi right away and that's where the substitute happens comes in the larger the percentage of one's income that is spent on the product okay so, as the price goes out high and becomes elastic, the more you need that product because it's showing the need for it. So they, whether you the increase the price or not, you're still going to need that product. So the larger is the percentage of the income, uh, one's income that is spent on the product. The longer the time period involved in it to do, the adjustment for the price elasticity in changing. There was two calculation, you know, see when the price goes uh, higher, there was a reaction of the quantity demanded, but we calculate the lag of the time between, uh, start of the price goes high until the demand start catching up uh, to the raising of that price so that's the time. So the longer the time period involved in it when it comes to price elasticities. Now elasticities, when you compare it to the total revenue, so basically if the demand is, we said is less than one, it's inelastic, uh, falls, and the total revenue falls. And we said, if it's inelastic, it rise, and the total is rise. And if it's less than one, it falls and rise, the total revenues, and so on. So remember that the revenue is not the same as profit. Now, just to very quickly, sh- see your understanding what would happen to the total revenue in each of the circumstances below if the elasticity is higher and the price falls see when we say higher elasticity means people are more sensitive to the price changes so if the elasticity is higher and the price falling what will happen people will buy more and you multiply quantity by the prices, the total revenue increase. But if the elasticity is less than one, means that people are less sensitive of the price changes and the total revenue will raise it because people will buy things, doesn't matter whether the price goes up or down, they will buy that quantity accordingly. Now, if the elasticity is less than one dollar, I mean less than one, I'm sorry, and the price falls, what will happen? Total revenue falls, okay? And if the elasticity is higher and the price is rises, so uh, then what do you have is total revenue is falling. And if it's one, no changes is happening. So in the first case, it is higher than one. In the second case, is less than one. In the third case, it's less than one, and the price is falling. So we have a four combination, and then you add the fifth one, which is elasticity equal with one, so the first part is elasticity, second part is the price. So fallen, less than one, fallen, less than one, raising, more than one, falling, more than one, raising. What's happened to these total revenues? This is how you can, and if it's an equal with one, no changes happening. Now we're talking about a slope. And slope is the rise over the run after a while. You you know this slope of demand and slope of supplies. Why is happening like this? Or outward slope or inward slope. Same thing with the supply. You never see the, the graph of supply. Never, most of the time not straight It's like curve out or curve in. Now the slope is a raise over run. A straight line demand curve has a constant slope. So if you have it a straight raising, that means a constant slope. And a straight right line demand, a curve has a constant slope. 2%, 2%, 2%, 2% 2%, 2 never changes. In the elasticity case, now in the elasticity, the percentage quantity is changed over the percentage of ch- price, and we said here, when it he was eight, the do- when it was five dollars, he said, give me five products, five units. Suddenly he, re- he lowered it three, and we told him, give me eight. So he lowered it uh, two from five to three, he's only lower two. And you raise your demand by three from five to eight. Let's say he says it, instead of three, he says two. So here he's lowering the three from five to three, the price comes two. And you go, give me 10. So the increases is not balanced here. In other words, Elasticity is a percentage change in quantity over the percentage change in price. If I'm raising the price 10%, how much the quantity is changed? You know, when a product, the price goes 10% higher, in a straight line, you have 10% lower demand like this, but in elasticity, which is the percentage changes, so if I increase the price at 20%, the demand will lower, say, not a 20, 30, or 40. or 50. It's not the same proportion. But in the straight line, the demand curve elasticity is vary from one point to another point is same thing. Here is, In a straight line, the demand varies. Now, when inelastic demand, it means people are less sensitive to change. A percentage change in the price causes a smaller percentage change in the quantity. So if you consume monthly 20 bottles of alcohol, Maybe things gonna get cheaper or more expensive. So you're not gonna reduce according to the price. The more prices coming, going up, you're gonna reduce the same same amount. No, you're gonna reduce less because you're not 100% sensitive to the price. So here's an example. When you have, say, a drop in a price, from $6 to the $5. You're expecting a huge increase, but because it's inelastic like this, the changes is not happening a lot, see? So it becomes 55. So actually, if you calculate, maybe only 9.5% increase in quantity. You drop in your price, 18.18% 18.18% of your price changed, you dropped it, but the quantity increase only 9.5%. So the case is the percentage changes in the price cause a smaller percentage in the quantity as in case of inelastic the demand. Now, the types of inelasticity, and you see why is the shape like this in a kind of outward. Now, if there is a negative, it's going to be inward, something like that. So, in unit elastics demand, the percentage changes in the price cause the same changes in the quantity. When it's the product is a 100% or something is close to be of an elastic, not inelastic, then you have a curve demand. Because once you reduce the number by 18% in the prices, you notice the demand for increase 18%. And that's what causing them to be kind of a U shape as you see here in the curve. So here, What's happened? You reduce the price by eighteen point eighteen percent. Suddenly, that increase eighteen point eighteen percent because this what you call perfect elasticities in a way. Now there is a type of elasticity in elastic demand. A percentage change in price cause a change percentage change in quantity. Once you have something inelastic, and once you have something elastic in demand, in the elastic in demand, if the changes are equal, the percentages change here, same changes in there, you will have kind of a U-shape curve. And if it's a change positive, this is negative, you can have outside shape curve. Here, when you you are type elastic and you show extreme sensitive toward increasing price, so when you're dropping 18% in the price, suddenly you have a great growth of demand, which is almost 46%, 47% here. So you drop $1 here, you have 80% increase, uh, almost 30 quantities. On inelastic, we saw, you drop $1, all you have an increase, five units demanded. Here, you drop $1, you have uh, 30 units demanded. So we have what you call inelastic, We have unitary elastic and we have the full extreme elastic is the man stays, doesn't change. Uh, uh, And if you have increased the price, it's not gonna meet and it stays as you know, quantity keep increasing with the price. In the inelastic here, perfect inelastic is the fact, No matter how much you increase the price, people will pay for it. Just drugs addiction. No matter how much you increase the price, people will buy the addiction stuff. This is a perfect example for inelastic. In the unitary elastic is the percentage changes equal to the percentage uh, demanded. In uh, the elastic one is a, a quantity is, Stable, no matter how much you you, if you just increase the price one unit more expensive, people stop buying it. It's just here a perfect competition. All the oil gas stations have the same price. If you have one increase the price for one dollar per gallon, nobody will go there anyway. And this is what mean perfect elastics. So Why do we need to know that? Because that will calculate how we do the pricing and also will help us to calculate the loss and gain in the total revenues. So you know, it's total revenue is made of quantity sold multiplied by the price. And with an elastic demand, the gain of total revenue from increased purchasing is less than loss from dropping the price, but an increase in the price will increase the revenues. Put it this way. When a person is sensitive toward the price, no matter what's the price you're gonna put it, he's gonna buy his five units, just like alcohol or beer or cigarettes. He is extremely insensitive. The more you increase the price, he's gonna buy his five units. So you're making more profit. The less you decrease the price, he's gonna buy his five units. So what's happened? You're gonna decrease your total revenues. That's happening. So here with, with the inelastic, people are not much sensitive. So even if you decrease one, one unit, hoping they will buy more, you end up just selling five units more. So you are lost 50 units, $50 because you lowered $1 from 50 becomes $50 you made. And here, because you are just increased your total revenues, five by 25 is 25. So actually, you are not, if you're lowering your price, you're really not making a profit extra. Now, loss and gain in total revenues, once again, we're talking about total revenue. With a unit is elastic demand. The gain in the total revenue from increased purchasing is equal to the loss from a dropping prices. And because it's equal, percentage changes, so, we said the calculation will be equal. You reduce one unit here. Accordingly, that amount of the percentage goes down. So let's say you, you have a capacity of a 10, which is your one hundred a price of 10. And suddenly uh, you can increase it up to the price 10, but you were selling it at $60. And suddenly you reduced it at $6 and you reduce it to $5 it means you reduce 10% of the price. Let's assume like that way. Here is the same thing from a hundred unit, you were selling 60, and what's happened? You just reduce 10. So reducing one out of 10 equal with the reducing 10 out of 100, which is 10%. So with with a unit elastic demand, the gain in the total revenue from increased purchasing is equal to the loss from a drop in a price. So if you are the only person who's selling this product in that city, it doesn't make sense. You drop your price because people, you increase your price because people probably um, would not, you know, same amount, the, the, uh, it would be. So you're dropping 10%, people will buy 10% more if you're the only seller there. Now, with elastic, we said elastic is like this, inelastic for the demand is like this. So with elastic, the gain in total revenue from increased purchase is greater than the loss from dropping in the price. But an increase in the price will decrease the total revenue. Increase in the price will increase the total revenue. Once again, with elastic demand, the gain from total revenue from increased purchasing is greater than the loss from dropping the price, because you're multiplying quantity by the price. That's what you get, total revenues. But an increase in the price will decrease the total revenues. If you look at this graph here, you suddenly decide to lower your price at 10, 10%, 10%. And because the product is elastic and that means people are sensitive. You, uh, you make it cheaper, people will buy more. And if they are extreme sensitive. So by reducing 1% and 10% of your price, you suddenly gain the 3%, 30% of quantity that's sold. So you reduce here 10%, but you gain 30% of quantity sold. And if you multiply, five by um, 80 or the difference 30, you're going to end up extra 150. Although here you lost $50 in total revenue, you look at the total gain here, you did extra $150. So you lost $5 here and you gain 150, and your total revenue, you subtract 50 from 150, you end up with 100. So, by lowering 10%, you notice 30% is increasing purchase, and that generated more revenue, more total revenue for you. Here is just you're gonna, you know, sketch it basically. And here, the graph and demand using the data from the demand schedule. The, you know, if it's price is one is 18, if it's two 16, if it's three, 14. So it's kind of a, a straight demand. And what is the slope demand in curve? I'm not gonna ask you to do this calculation. You can go back and start to understand how this calculation is happening and here is example of elasticities not in us is elasticities when tomatoes fresh tomatoes goes the price high you show more reaction and you reduce your consumption of tomato you probably go for tomato paste or you do something else for the movies, your reaction is also high. So your elastic, the elastic demand is there for the fresh tomatoes, for the movies, for the lamb, for the restaurant meals, for the China and tableware and automobiles. So here you need to be careful when you are increasing the price, your total revenue might be lower. And when it's inelastic, you know, if you're increasing the price, people will react very less and then they're still gonna consume. So they increase the price of uh, household electricity. You're not gonna turn off the heaters. Maybe you lower a little bit, but you're not gonna turn off. You, the same thing with the eggs, the price goes up, car repair, the food, you need the food. So if they increase the price, you're still going to buy food. It's inelastic. Household appliance, you need a fridge and tobacco or cigarettes, as we said, and alcohol. If they increase the price, you're still going to consume almost the same quantity that you're going to do. So imagine that elasticity coefficient were recently measured. You know, They do through econometrics, they do this. Recently measured in Canada over a period of one year for the following product indicate whether you think such as measurement would be elastic or inelastic demand. So they, over the time, they notice, they calculated the average reaction of the people and that's what you call elastics or inelastic. When it comes to the sugar, they thought it's inelastic because it's a less than one. And when it's less than one, changes in less than one. You increase one dollar in the price, people will consume not one kilogram less. They will consume half a kilogram less. So it's an inelastic. Uh, the gasoline is inelastic because. You have to drive, maybe you will drive less, but not very less as the price increase. And ocean cruises, cruises, you know, is usually goes for the rich people or people who has extra uh, uh, prices. Later on, we'll talk about, you know, uh, the income, income, how you get treated. And then you have the restaurant meals. You got it, elastics, people are React. You increase the price of food in a restaurant. You end up eating more at home. And the hat. It's a fashion. And the more you increase the hat, is people will be reacting to it elastic. But as we said, cigarette and alcohol is almost perfect in elastic An alcoholic person would not stop drinking. A person who gets used to drinking. On weekend for beer will cut a little bit if the price increases. So, overall, basically, if we are giving the price following uh, elastics, elasticity, and price changes, show how much the quantity changes as well as the effect on the total revenues. So, we have a product A, could be sugar, could Beer, could be tea, whatever it is. And the price elasticity is two. It's very high when it comes to two. And you increase the price by five percent. What's happened here, which since you multiply, it's because it's two, you increased it by five percent, and they are elastic. Elastic sensitive. So, to multiply by 5%, what's happened here? The quantity demanded decreased by uh, 10%. And if you multiply, the total revenue is going to be less because you increase your price 5%, and the total quantity demanded decreased by 10%. So, the total revenue will be selling In other words, because your price elasticity is high. And once you increase your price by 5%, say from $100, you made it $105. And people used to buy 100 product, 100 units at $100. Now you made it $105. And because the price elasticity is high, People start buying only 90. Okay. So you made it by 105 multiplied by 90, your total net revenue will be less. This is how you look at it. When it's a 0. 0.4 and you increase it by 10%, so 0. 0.4 multiplied by 10% becomes 4. Quantity goes down, but doesn't go down much as the price goes higher. And here, where you increase, your your total revenue increase. And I'm not gonna talk about this. You basically multiply the price elasticity by percentage increase will get you the result of the quantity changes, whether higher or lower, depending on the kind of the product, and will get you the answer there. But here, when it's one, and we said it's one is the perfect one, you increase one percent they increase decrease by one percent you increase two percent decrease by decrease by two percent so here is when it's one you increase seven the price several percent the quantity goes down demanded seven by seven percent and there's no changes and The last one is increase. So you multiply the price sensitivity, the price elasticity, by the changes in the prices, and how this affects the quantity demanded, and the quantity multiplied by price will get you the total revenue. So if we're looking at taxes, and in the taxes. What you're doing, especially the excise tax, you're putting taxes on the the company. And what company does really suddenly their cost goes high. And once their cost goes high, we know from chapter one and two that the supply, when cost goes high, shift in or shift up. They supply less. Okay. So that's when when the cost is plus taxes, it means more expense on the day. And when it shows up, suddenly they have to pass what? The price to the consumer. When they're passing the price to the consumer, what will happen is the price goes high, the demand will be less. And here is we reach to kind of in equilibrium, situation because there's now, in case of the supplier, supplier shifting in because things becomes more expensive. He's trying to pass the excess prices to you as a supply, as a demand. And you see it suddenly things got expensive. You shift in and you try to lower your, your needs for it. And suddenly what's happened, there is an excess surplus. And then you go to the balance where it becomes uh, a new pricing, which is uh, higher than the original price, but lower than the tax, uh, plus tax price. So the new equilibrium will be eight plus 10, plus two, which is $10, because you're putting $2 on the taxes, becomes 10. And when it's 10, the price is really high. The demand shifts in and the the supply shifts out. And what's happened here, they try to balance each other. So in the bottom line, the total price becomes $10, okay? But you are passing as a supplier to the consumer to carry $1 on it need to go and look at it, analyze it, more details. Do some exercises also. So the more inelastic the demand of a product, the larger is the percentage of sales or excise tax that the consumer will pay. So the whole thing, when you see that the government increased the prices on alcohol, increased the taxes on alcohol or in uh, on cigarette, the government from political, they call it the lazy tax. The lazy tax means people would not react to that tax, for example, when it comes to the cigarette and alcohol. So because people will still buy cigarettes, people will still buy alcohol. And it's called lazy tax because people would not go and you know select different person or make something politically involved. That's from the political point of view. But in the lazy tax, because the thing is, uh, uh, the demand inelastic, so what's happened, the more you increase the tax, the more that tax can be passed to the end users, because it's not gonna affect that much the suppliers. So the more inelastic the demand for a product, the larger is the percentage of sales or excise tax uh, that the consumer will pay. This is the same approach, the elasticity of supply, the same approach, but on a reverse side. Now the elasticity of supply is the quantity of supplied over the changes in the price? It's just like the quantity of demanded changes the percentage changes of quantity over the price. So the same approach, you try to perfect the, the understanding of the first part of demand, and you do it a reverse, and it's going to be expanded the same thing. So why? do government impose a syntax? There is two main reason uh, to they impose a syntax. Now to reduce the production and or consumption of harmful products. And they are an easy form of tax revenue for government. Taxes are usually imposed on a product with inelastic demand like gasoline, cigarettes, Alcohol where the resulting increase the price in you know, a bigger than the drop the quantity. The result greater tax revenue for the government. As we said, it's a lazy tax. And whatever you put tax there, the the more you increase the price, the less people are sensitive. They're still gonna buy the same consumptions. And also the other thing, it could be harmful. So you're not you need the people to cut down, but you know they will cut down, but not as much as you because it's, in, 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 it's inelastic. Now, why do the government once again impose syntax? Let's say that salt is inelastic. No matter what the price changes, you still buy the salt and your reduce is not much. And if you wanna replace it with alcohol or cigarettes, If you understand better, go ahead, please. So when the tax revenue, before the taxes, you you have inelastic demand, so you have the salt, and you're selling 10 million units, and each unit say $2, then you have 20 million generated. Okay? And the tomato is you're selling 10 million at $2 each, you're still making $20 million. But you know this salt is inelastic. People do not show reaction. The demand does not change if the price increase or decrease. It's still gonna take that amount. So suddenly you are selling, you're putting tax, your tax revenue after, I mean, tax revenue after $1 tax increase. So, you know the price of consumption, it's gonna go down, but not much. So as what will happen, you get gonna go only one unit and you're increasing $1, see from $2 to $1 and you multiply this, you're gonna end up with a 27 million compared to the 20 million. So here you made a 7 million extra by producing one. And this is why you put a uh, syntax. In here, because you're very sensitive to tomatoes, what's happened by increasing $1, suddenly the consumption goes down by four and you end up making selling only 80 million. So here's where usually the, the suppliers or the business people shows more sensitivities because they know if the government put more taxes, people the quantity demanded is gets really dropped high, low and that hurts their sales also so why might a war or a, on drugs increase the crime rate what's this got to do with that okay to explain it you know with an elastic demand drugs is an elastic demand generally a campaign against the drugs trade will reduce what? Supply of drugs. Because campaign against it, people will be scared to supply drugs. The supply will, you know, so again, with an elastic demand a campaign against the drug trade will reduce the supply causing a great increase in the price. Thus increasing, in the amount paid by drug users. So here what's happened, it says why might increase the crime rate. So as the price goes high, shift in because uh, suddenly there is a more costing in trading the drugs, in the demand inelastic, So the price goes higher, but the reduction is a little bit less. So government action to decrease supply result in the price increasing by more than the quantity decrease. So really you're gonna hurt the drugs users, but that's okay, you want them to cut down. And if you can save one out of thousand, that's okay. So the government action to decrease the supply result in the price increase by more than the quantity decrease. When the price increase, then you're still going to consume same thing. But now your purchase power cannot afford that. So you try to get into more crimes, more crimes activities. That's one way of looking at it. And another thing when you look at it is when is a good harvest bad? When is a good harvest is bad for a farmer? When the demand for many agricultural co-products, including the green crabs like rice and wheat, and we said this is a normal goods here, is inelastic. So you always, there is a need for the product an increase in the supply, what will happen? Will cause a big drop in the price because there's so much supply there. Supplies start competing and they start dropping the price. And so the total revenue of farmers, maybe it will be decreased. So a good harvest increase the supply and lots of supply will decrease the price. And the decreasing the price is, if it's higher than increasing amount of the supply, then people will, you know, the demand would decrease. And if decreasing in the demand is higher than the prices, then you will have, you know, bad for the farmers. So, we have in the market, and we're not gonna spend so much time on it, the, the market period supply is perfect in elastics. In a case, in a perfect inelastics is no matter we you increase the price, the demand stays there. You know, that's perfect in elastics. And you have the short run supply is in and the long-term supply is elastic. In a short run, no matter the the goal is here, no matter how much the price you increase, in the short run, suppliers will take time to supply more. So the supplier would not increase their supplies in a short run. But as they see the price goes up for selling, the supplier will be more interested to produce. So in the long run, they will adjust themselves and become elastic. So the more the price, the more they're gonna produce. So perfectly inelastic supply. And the perfectly inelastic supplies means I have 10 units. Whether it's a $10 or a $20 or $30, all I have is 10 units to sell. So that's a perfectly inelastic supply. Some product. Have perfectly inelastic supply, like concrete concert tickets for a single event. I have a thousand seats for this event. Whether it's a ten dollars a seat or a hundred dollars a seat, I have a ten thousand seats only. Whether people are coming to buy or not coming to buy, I have ten thousand seats. I'm selling it ten dollars a seat now when there is a lot of demand then what will happen the scalping in because of the shortage there is a black market or the under, underground sorry underground market happening and that's when the the price keeps increasing because demand shifting out keeps shifting because of the price the demand people are interested to pay more so the high demand such as moving from D1 to D2, will lead to the ticket scaffolding and means that somebody is buying a wholesale and selling it under the ground. If the demand is lower than expected, there'll be unsold seed and supplier doesn't change the amount of the quantity that's gonna supply and it's gonna be unsold seed for that, you know, and you go to games and you see like 50% is there empty because suppliers have these 100 seats there and only 50% shows up. Now, if the price, if there's a good game, lots of people wanting to attend that game. So suddenly there is a thousand people wants to, you know, attend that game and only has 200. Here what's happening is the underground business start growing. And start supplying at the higher price, but the amount that does not change. Now, here what we call an income elasticities. So, with you, sometimes when your when your income increase, you become, you know, willing to purchase more on the same product as their price goes high. So the responsiveness of quantity demanded to a change of income. So if you, your income change extra by $100, would you buy extra two breads, something like that, or a three bread or four bread or five bread? These two changes, you have to compare them. And it's also same approach can be expanded here. And as I said, the first beginning of the chapter, really to know that these are applicable here. So in the income elasticity, if in the income, that's talking about people who is demanding here. If the coefficient is greater than one, okay, and type of good, is luxuries, the demand for it, elastics. What does that mean? If it's coefficient, we, we saw that, if is greater than one. So, and the product is normal product. So the more your income increases, the more the demand for that product is there. So for the normal product, an increase in your income will end up you consuming more. And a decrease in your income will end up you consuming less. Now, to go to, uh, if you look at the restaurant, the more you make income, the more you're willing to many times to go to the restaurant. The less you make income, the less you're willing to go to the restaurant as the numbers of that. Now, this is applicable for the normal good. What about for the inferior good? And we brought the example of in the earlier chapters about um Macaronis, and we talked about the Ireland potatoes. So uh, if is your coefficient is less than zero, then in case of inferior good, the negative income is elastic because the more you lose your income, the more you ignore the normal good and you stop buying the inferior good, you stop buying meat, which is a normal good, and you go and buy more rice and potatoes. So in general, when it comes to income elasticity, if the coefficient greater than one and the product is called normal or luxury good, then the demand is income elastic. The more you make income, the more you have positive demand with it, more demand. If coefficient is less than one, but more than zeros, and the product is normal or necessary, the income is inelastic here because it's a normal and necessary too. It doesn't matter you still have to buy your food if is the coefficient is minus and the reason the coefficient is minus is your uh, you know you're more dependent to survive so and you have the inferior good there is a negative income elastic. so the less you make money the more you're willing to spend that money over potatoes and uh, macaroni's than over meat and fish. Um, this is only general thing, and you need to take a look at it and see compare where usually percentage of the food in the you know uh, how much they spend the high income versus the low income. And the shuttles, how much of their income is spent in shuttles, low income versus high incomes. Now, um, I'm just not going to go over this because you will be looking at it, and probably the note I'm going to supply you, just look at it and see how this is worked. And you are giving the following data, assuming that the prices of X and Y do not change. So you have stable price and your income changes here and calculate the income elasticity for y and x and a product X and Y normal good. And are they both? Yes, because both products have a positive coloration or coefficient. I'm sorry. If it's negative, then the product is what we said is inferior. Now, if the coefficient is positive, now we come to the product that could be a substitute or a complement. And we said in the early chapter, chapter two, a substitute product is just like a pretzels replacing nuts or nuts replacing pretzels when you are buying uh, a beer. but the pretzel itself or the nuts, is a complement to a beer, okay? Coke and 7-Up and Pepsi, they are substitute for each other. So if the coefficient is positive, goods are substitutes. It means that your reaction for changing in the price of Pepsi or Coke, if suddenly Pepsi goes high, you're gonna switch to Coke. And if it goes low, you're gonna consume more coal. So there is a substitute and it's positive if the coefficient positive. But if it's negative, then goods are what a complement. Mean if you price of pretzel goes high, and suddenly the consumption of nuts is more because these two products are, uh, I'm sorry, if the price of beer goes high because the consumption is high, the consumption of uh, nuts is gonna go high is because they are complement each other. So it's depend on your coefficient and to learn between them. So we're not gonna look at this and uh, in the end, we're gonna talk about the key concept to remember. Don't get involved with a lot of calculations, just understand how this thing's happening. So the definition calculation and the determining of the price elasticity or demand fun we spoke about the difference between the slopes and elasticities. And we said this shape out, shape in, same thing with the supplier, that's the slope and elasticity. Relationship between elasticity and total revenue In real world, because we say total revenue is comes from a goods, number of goods sold multiplied by the prices and we compared them differently. Real world example, we brought things about alcohol, uh, cigarettes, normal good like meat and inferior good like uh, potatoes. And elasticity of supply, we said, you need to focus on the elasticity of demand, understand it well, it's easier for you to build on it and go to understand the elasticity of supply, income state, elasticity and cross elasticity demand, which is we will be talking more details about it in the down the road chapters. So this is the end of it. And I'll see you. Bye.